podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, you miserable bastards, and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn, and joining me is Craig Devine. He did speak there, his, his lips moved, but we didn't hear him. Uh, and uh, Andrew Christie. All right. <laughs> How are we three years into this and I'm still forgetting to come off mute? <laughs> Jesus. And, and, and you were still trying to blame me for the technical issues in the live show. Um. It, it was only afterwards, a full evening of me struggling to speak into a mic that was right next to my mouth that you turn around and go, Ah, uh, that one's the dodgy one. Uh, it was it, oh. even with it was dodgy, it should have worked like sixty percent more time than it, than it was working for. <laughs> Aye, you sure he wasn't talking to the audience that night? Just being like, "See that, Craig? He's a dodgy one." Just to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're just let, let let people behind the curtains, you know, like a real real flavour for what we go through. Anyway, we have um, a vital point. <laughs> is that is that a way to? <laughs> that is like that's like a fair amount of spin you've put on that. That's a vital point on our on our quest uh, for Europe. Is that is that Europe now a hundred percent out of our reach? I think so. Yeah, I I think I mean, it was probably gone after Hibs. I think it's definitely gone now. Was the final nail? Yeah, and I think we're first of all like before we get really downbeat on kind of missing Europe, it should go. We should probably say that. Top six oh, and no Europe is still an incredibly successful season. Mm-hmm. We don't want to get away from that, but we are going to be very miserable in the next 40 minutes or so. So I mean, you're listening to Misery up. Hunters and that's why. Aye. Um, <laughs> the, oh, the Glory Hunters. Uh, the, the only thing, my issue, not issue, but like my worry is that there's going to be so many people expecting us to get Europe next season now. Like, See if we got Europe this season... It, like Robinson would be forgivable for finishing bottom six, but finishing top six and in sixth place, they're on, they're only going to want more. I know Robinson's the man, like a, a good enough manager that I'm sure he'll do well under that pressure, and he likes proving people wrong. And um, I, I genuinely think we will be round about the same place again next season. Hopefully, um, I think either way, if you take a team like St. Martin to potentially back-to-back top six finishes on such a shoestring budget, then he's going to be off anyway at the end of next season, if not yeah. before it. But yeah. aye, absolutely. I don't know that Europe would be the aim for me next season. Obviously, that's the next step and that's what you want. But you don't know how the Cup's going to pan out. You might have to finish top four next season to get a European spot. Mm-hmm. For me, it would be more, let's try and consolidate and maybe, maybe establish ourselves as a top six team instead of just, we've been there, we've done the dance once and they were happy to kick about. Mm-hmm. Aiming yeah. for 11 for every other season. No, 100%. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the game and, you know, we started brightly and, it, and we played, it's probably the best we've played the past, well, definitely over the past three games. That's the best we've been. I think, yeah. I've never really. On you go. I just say, yeah, first half is as good as we've been all season. Uh, Alex Gorgic in particular was incredible. Richard Taylor was excellent again. Uh, we were just we were happy to let Hearts have the ball in the areas that we wanted them to have it in, uh, knowing that they had a bit of a lack of creativity on the day, maybe. 
And um, yeah, when we did get the ball, we kind of showed real purpose and bravery and just kind of skipping ahead without touching the goals. I was about going to it up. You think it's out of sight or it should have been out of sight. And it could have even been more mm-hmm. before half time. I think uh, we had one chopped off, just a bit of kind of indisciplined positional. Uh, positional Alex, from Alex a mile offside. I can't uh, even uh, how long they take uh, to in, look at in that di- well. Indiscipline. A bit of indiscipline is generous. Yeah. A week offside. Um, also, he had, a, he had a chance not long after as well, which, to be uh, fair, was a, a brilliant uh, covering block by Toby Civic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Curtis Main had a, a chance himself, so we could have been out of sight. And going in at half time, 2 0 up, he kind of back us to get the points because our game management, largely over the course of the season so far, has been brilliant. You know, we've, we've been pretty good at kind of protecting a league a lead and I at that point you would kind of back us to to kind of see it out but obviously wasn't to be I know it's 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 there's always moments like that like um, we'll obviously talk a wee bit more about the penalty uh later on but like it just it just screams like the Richard Tate where he just needed to hoof it up the park or hoof it out the park or anything do anything with it like uh you always have the these other- the other uh, two-two game mm-hmm. with the down to ten men opposition, ninety-six minutes in, Nicky Clark overhead kick, which nice. is just four words that have never yeah. and will never be uttered again in the same sentence. Yeah, there's just these these wee lacks of concentration Aye. towards the end of the match that have, that used to sting us a lot more than it does now, but it still creeps in every day now and then, and. and I mean, we'll talk about it later on, but we should talk about like the goals first. And first one from you know Paisley's most unused striker, uh, Joe Shaughnessy. Um, well, after after where I was sat at Easter Road, there was a guy just behind us who, for the full game, was genuinely shouting for Shaughnessy to go up front. So he's been vindicated, and yeah. it's us that are the dicks. I mean, good, Goodwin did play him as a striker in, in a few in more than one match. It's. I mean, look, all joking aside, he's he's an excellent finisher. Mm-hmm. Like he he took, mm-hmm. he took his goal very well, and I think I it was very deserved. It was really really nice to see him get his goal, mm-hmm. um, just because of what kind of popular character he is around the club. And did anyone happen to look at the the? I I, I wasn't at the game, but did anyone look at the the scoreboard after he scored? Because it does usually come up with the goal scorer sponsors. So did anyone get to see Misery Hunters on the screen? No. Too busy celebrating. Too busy jumping about that an idiot. That was uh, I think that was Shaughnessy's first goal this season, which I am surprised at that. I thought he'd already popped up with a couple, but he's just not featured, speak uh, he's not featured as much either. That's yeah. the thing. So But um he's all, he always pops up when he needs to. And he need, and he done well there. And then the second goal, like absolutely cracking free kick from Strain. And yeah, I mean, he scored a free kick against them last time, didn't he? Yeah, I think his first goal was the the free kick in the first game. Sorry, it was quite a big deflection, was it? But oh yeah, we're me and you, was... we're me and you on comms that day, and we didn't know it was a yeah, deflection. Yeah, we were talking about there, it. Looked like he's bent it exactly where he had uh, to go, and it was like, no, that's come off Toby Sutherland's dome and like changed direction. But it was a perfect free kick. I think Xander Clark just had no chance. Like, like I said, it it went the only place he could put it to score and. I think he's done himself no harm and recently kind of changing agents. I don't know if he's got his eyes elsewhere and he's done himself no harm mm-hmm. if that's the path he wants to take. So I, mean, I don't think anyone could kind of begrudge him that. 
But I thought he was he was incredible on Saturday again. One of the Aye, couple one of the contenders for man of the match, for sure. Yeah, he does. No, I thought we missed him when he went off. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does. He does. Um, like deserve a move. I think. Like, aye, he, he's, aye, he's, he's far he's... too good for us and probably the league. Like, yeah, I, think, I don't. I don't think it, any of us are going to be surprised at all to see him go in the summer. And it goes with everyone's best wishes. He's been absolutely brilliant for. And for the I majority. Mean, we'll get money he... for him. So, aye. He's under contract for two years, isn't he? Yeah. So I will get yeah. some kind of wedge from him. But was that set? Was that the goal that there's the footage of yourself and Mark going nuts at it, or was that the first goal? Uh, no, that was the second goal. The first goal we were a lot more restrained. Uh, it was. Uh, it's one of the ones that I, I, it's very easy to say this in hindsight, but as soon as it left his foot, you're like, "That's going in." Like just, I had the perfect angle of it, and you're like. As soon as he even ran up, you're like, "This is getting in." I, I think I I felt very confident when just the way he was placed in it and everything. I went, mm-hmm. and I even thought to myself, "Oh, he scored the free kick last time, obviously deflection, but he did score." And then I was like, "I think this is going to go in," and it and it did. Uh, I think I go up, the, at, the... up at Dingwall from a pretty similar mm-hmm. place. I think as Aye. well. It was maybe really a, wee, a wee bit further out because it yeah. didn't have as much kind of bend in at the bottom yeah. corner on it. But I. But what's even better about it is it wasn't even a foul, was it? It really wasn't a deserved free kick. I thought. I mean, yeah, we're gonna we'll get on to the the referee in a wee bit. I imagine, but that was a as just a just a coming together. I think it was a little bit of a concern because of because Marco Harris got a bit of a history with head knocks and concussions. So that was that was the main concern. I don't yeah. think. I mean, there was folk calling for for reds and stuff, but I think you know we're oh, an an innocuous innocuous enough to do that whatever yeah. happened. But if I was a Hearts fan, I'd be pretty. Aggrieved that that was given as a free kick, especially what's going on to score from it. But I, I'm sure we'll circle back to, to David Dickinson later on. Or, or, or what? I cannot remember who it was on one of the Morn pages who expertly made the joke. Uh, David Dickenmouth. <laughs> anyway, uh, I wish I could name and shame that person if I could actually remember, but I think I just turned my phone off. His name point. was Jamie Coburn. <laughs> hey. None of that. Anyway, uh, it's better than the, the 400 bargain hunt references that Mark made in commentary. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Craig mentioned, like, obviously, we met, like, there was a big difference when uh, Strain went off, but like when um, Richard Taylor went off, like, um, and obviously, for to bring Charles Dunn on, and we know Dunn can be a great player for us, but he's not been at the races yeah. the past few games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of wonder like, where Charles Dunn's head's at at the mm-hmm. moment. I know he's, he's coming for a bit of stick off our fans, which obviously affects him, but I don't know if he's maybe not checked out because that's a bit disrespectful. Obviously, he's still with us and he'll still give it his all, but uh, you could kind of tell that he was just, he wasn't, he was playing about 70% of himself. Mm-hmm. It was, and Richard Taylor, I think, uh, very unlucky to get, get his booking. I think there was, it was himself and Oda. Yeah. The heart swinger mm-hmm. kind of traded very similar fouls. Richard Taylor was booked, Oda uh, wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It was neither like, of them were fouls, in my, my opinion. A couple of them. So, excuse like, me, neither were yellows. Ah, I was going to say, I was going to say, one was definitely, I think Richard Taylor's yeah. was definitely a foul. And, but, you know, you're, you're looking for, like, if you're having an off, like, the referee did not have a great performance, like, at all. But see if you're consistently no. making those decisions, or, like, that's where it becomes an issue is when you make a decision like that. And then, like immediately after, you don't make that decision. You're like, well, what is it? 
Um, so obviously Robinson's brought him off, and I saw a couple of people giving him stick for that. But like, uh, well, that's I came think, back to bite yeah, before, hasn't it? Did yeah, not happen with O'Hara, yeah. so you can understand yeah. the reluctance. And, and he, he was told at half time that he yeah. was one foul away from a red, mm-hmm. which is was, fucking baffling that 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 the referee even thought to say that. Like, what game nuts. are you watching? One, one you think? foul away from a red, like. I think he only he had committed one, one foul the entire half, yeah. Because um, it's one of those things for Robinson. It's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. Like if he if he takes him off, people go, "Oh well, you put Dunn on and the game changed slightly in Hart's yeah. favour." Um, or he keeps him Taylor on. He gets sent off and going, "Oh, we could all." I mean, that yeah, ba- back so at it's... back at um, Livingston at Christmas time, mm-hmm. uh, he didn't quite get the sub ready in time, and Marco Hara was given a second yellow, and that was kind of levelled at Robinson. Did it not happen mm-hmm. with Bacchus as well at one point? Did that? I mean, he's as kind of eternally on a booking, so it's yeah, probably aye. probably a shout. Um, he's excellent at riding at a booking for a game, and especially when, like, you know, right, two 0 at halftime against Hearts. Yeah, that's a very comfortable position to be in. But you know for a fact they're going to come out attacking. They would have got apps. Their arses absolutely yeah. handed to them, and they're going to come and out they looking. Did. Like they came out of the traps <laughs> pretty quick. Like, and I mean, for the most part, we did deal with that. I don't think I can really remember Carson having a lot to do in the game as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Bacchus came on to replace Grieve, I think maybe about 50, 55 minutes, something mm-hmm. like that, he looked great, um, kind of back to his best. We lost quite a... Sorry but jumping in there. I felt we lost a wee bit when Grieve came off. I thought it was one of his better performances for us. And I, I think there was a point... I can't remember if it was first or second half, but he absolutely bodied someone. I remember saying in our group chat, I thought I didn't think he had that in them. He mm-hmm. just went right through someone and put yeah, him in the James floor. Hill as well, who's not a, not a small Oh, player. yeah. Yeah. I and mean, then I think you were saying when, when Kilty kind of pushed up a bit forward, we, we tended to kind of lose something. And it felt as if the goal was maybe coming for a wee while, even though they won the exactly peppering our goal around at all. But you could just sense we were starting to retreat uh, further and further back. It's just like back and then, kind of talking about game management like you could just sense that wee bit of fear kind of creeping in potentially which mm-hmm. the decision making kind of starts to slip and we get a bit careless and a bit reckless and a bit ill-disciplined and the annoying thing which is annoying because that's what we've basically built our game on this season and you know they get a, a pretty cheap goal from our mm-hmm. point of view and even after Peter Haring's red um, you you kind of still feel as retreating into ourselves a wee bit, and the momentum was always with them. And I obviously it ended up going the way it did. I mean, we'll talk. Aye. We'll talk about the red card now. Never a red card in a million years, is it? Well, it's because so in in commentary, Mark and I, I think at first assumed it was a second yellow, which we couldn't no. have argued against. But no, I. I I just thought, I don't, was he thinking that he was the last man? I think he thought he 60 lunged 60 yards in. from goal. I have a feeling he might have thought it was like a lunge, like a two-footed, like, or he's been off the ground and un- out of control. And I can understand just the weight, like, the speed that he went in, right? To your blight, like, the, your naked eye. Okay, you might have seen a lunge in there, or that might have been a bit reckless and you sent him off. But the fact it's went to VAR, right? And VAR is in place for these decisions to say, look, you've made a mistake, that's not a red card. And the fact that they've they've said they've said I you're correct or it's not a clear and obvious error, it is a clear and obvious error. It's probably one of the worst, I think, VAR decisions we've seen this season. I think it must I, have been a, a pretty quick appeals hearing before it was downgraded to a yellow. 
it was also a pretty quick check in the first place. It couldn't have been more than maybe 15, 20 seconds. It, it didn't feel like that long at all. I'm kind of in the, the, the same boat as maybe a few people. I thought there must have been something in it for it to have warranted a straight red. The, the angle I had, I thought, right, he's obviously he's obviously clipped him in a bad way, but you can't say it was a... The referee even thought it was a last man kind of attempt at all because there's two players coming across the cover. He's still got 60, 65% of the pitch to run up. It's just a... A shocking decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not I think I went on choked to there I when I said that. It was just a, a joke decision and a series of joke decisions by the ref on Saturday. Like, Aye. no, I, I, I think I'm kind of verging to sounding like a better fan, but frankly, I am, so it's fine. I think it was an appalling performance oh, no. from the ref. Once again, we're talking about just woeful refereeing decisions in Scotland. It's, it's a conspiracy, it's, Andrew. It's, it's a conspiracy. It is against us it's, and no one else. It's, it's, it's still better though if you acknowledge it was terrible on both sides. Oh, like no, he, I the the holiday challenge where he booted Kilty up in the air, that one as well. Yeah, which I think at that point that was maybe ten minutes or so into the game, and if he's on a booking, then that changes the way that that he plays and the the way that kind of we play against him. So these things matter over the course and the flow of a game, but. Ah, it's just the inconsistency of it always what really kind of sticks in the craw, isn't it? Mm. And then I reckon are we building up to the the main event, the last kick of the ball here? I think we are. And um, and I've seen lots of people put that into the referee's like, book of errors, but for me it's a pair. No, I, I, would, I would disagree. I think it's maybe the one thing that he yeah. actually got right all day. It's... You can have the argument that it's not a goal-scoring opportunity, he's running away from goal, but an experienced pro that Flynn should know not to put his hand on somebody's I, back in right, the box. Like, like, especially when he's going nowhere, he just needs ushered. No. Like, the player is going the opposite direction, he's leaving the box. Like Put your hand I, on him when he's outside the box. But like, um, I, I've done the same as what I did in the St. Johnson 2-2 game that ended in very similar fashion, and I got up out of my seat with two minutes to go, and I went down to the toilet. And I came back out and I had a really, really weird angle for the the penalty decision. So I wasn't sure until I got back to the car and I'm listening to um, sports sound on the way home. And there was like a full-blown argument between Bobby Madden on one side saying it wasn't a penalty and Michael Stewart on the other saying it was an absolute stonewaller. And it's one of the only times I've agreed with Michael Stewart. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, thinking, I'm, not quite, I'm not quite on the side of it was a, a dive, but I think he's... He's going away from, he's going away from goal. Ex- he sees Flynn kind of tracking his run. Takes a step towards him to initiate contact and does but kind of throw himself he, down. But in yeah. that situation, um, you're needing Ryan Flynn to be so much more savvy. Yeah, you're not getting the option to do that. In that situation, I, you want your striker to do that. Like, that's, if, yeah, if Tony, he's, if he's Tony he's Watt or Alex Grieve uh, Curtis Main were in that position, they're all going down. Yeah. So um, uh, for me, I, yeah, I it's, think... I think you were the one that said this. You said this in the aftermath in the group chat. Like, if that's us, you're screaming for it, and you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's. But Flynn, yeah, should know better than to do that. But to be honest, you can blame individual. I was going to say, it reminds me a lot of Marcus Fraser against Rangers. And a a tackle that wasn't needed to be made. It is essentially kind of cost us the the game. The ball shouldn't even have really been there. I think we had the break. Mm -hmm. And uh, just. Kind of poor individual decision making. Ball ends up back now. Our box when I it think, shouldn't. Have. I I think as I've seen a, a bit of criticism online for was it Jameson that kind of put the kind ball of across the football was that. 
but that's it's, it's no even to pinpoint that or to pinpoint Flynn giving away a penalty. In all all honesty, we should have been the, the game should have been out of yeah. sight by that point. It should have been out of sight in the first half. It should have been maybe three or four with the chances we had, and it wasn't. So for me, it's it's not an individual error. It's a it's a team failure. Yeah, and it's a cat like you were saying, it was so. that that bit of fear that's creeping in that you're just not used to seeing with this team at all and it crept in on Saturday which was probably the, the, the weirdest thing about the entire situation mm-hmm. uh, is, it, is, it, is there any other points people want to make on this game? No, I just I, I didn't want to go to Europe anyway it's shite, it's overrated I, I would love us to go to Europe but I'm kind of there's part of me that's kind of glad because like I said I've, I've recently opened my own business and I have no money in my bank yeah, so I mean what what a what a set of results it will be if we end up. Oh yeah, let's let's mark it out. What what do we need? Because I'm we essentially need Hibs not to pick up any more points. Yeah, and we need at least four. Yeah, would you say or or Hearts Hibs or Hearts to not pick up any more? Because I think they're both four ahead, aren't they? All right, so so we need we we it's not even the four points, so we've got a worse off goal difference. So we would yeah, need, I, th- I think it's about ten or eleven goals as well. Yeah, so it's not a so you a need Hibs to lose their next three games and us to Aye. um possibly win two or three. Win two or three. <laughs> so you're looking and you can do that whole thing. Oh, Celtic Rangers and Aberdeen, they've got nothing to play for. But Hibs are playing these same teams that have nothing to play for. Yeah. So um, I. Celtic also got humped last weekend off Rangers, so they're going to be out for revenge against. Because am I right in saying that Saturday. Celtic now can't break the points record based on last week? Oh, good. Hopefully, it's a complete capitulation and they just. But, but shame, like they can sure maybe start breaking the goals. You know, record. Them. All right. For fuck's sake! That's <laughs> all But if I, there, there will be no further podcasts next month if we end up qualifying for Europe because all of our livers will collectively pack in. <laughs> God, I, I I hate to think what's going to be on the most played on Magic Box if that happens. Um, <laughs> if you want to find out what's on that most played, it's not there anymore, but what was featured on there, uh, if you pay your £3 a month, we'll tell you. Um, Same as Welsh band. <laughs> uh, we, do you know what? We, we will be back after this. Hello, I'm Stephen Thompson, and you're listening to the Misery Hunters podcast. Cheers, Stephen. Uh, go back and listen to our interview with him if you if you're feeling nostalgic and you want a wee bit more glory back in your day after. You know what's weird? Do you remember at the start of that interview he said he'd never heard of us? Does he not remember doing that sting? Do you, he's done two. He for was his. probably drunk. <laughs> he's done two for us because he done one for the when we played because his original one was, was Hi, I'm Stephen Thompson. Who the fuck are you? Although I didn't, he didn't mention Misery Hunters and that, so he must have just been like, "Why is this guy asking me for this?" <laughs> So he definitely 100% has held that. Just wants to be big time, doesn't he? Uh, nice. He's listening into this. He's listening right now. Of course he is. Um, we'll talk about... So there's obviously some, I say, transfer news. We're go- going into the part of the season where rumours are now flying about. Um, there's some players that look like they won't be here next year. I think Robinson as well said that he's not going to wait about it forever for them to sign these contracts. You're looking at what Curtis Main, Charles Dunn, uh, Joe Shaughnessy, uh, anybody else? I, I guess Jay Henderson still hasn't signed his. I think maybe every one of them, apart from maybe Shaughnessy, we can guarantee has gone out the door. Yeah, but Main isn't signing a new deal. Dunn is definitely not signing a new deal. 
And it's like Robinson comes out and says, these guys need to maximise how much they can earn at this stage of their career. So like, mm-hmm. good luck to them, fair enough. But yeah, but it's an absolute I, fair point. I think we need Charles Dunn, kind of recency bias, he's not had a great few games, but for my mind, the past couple of seasons, he's been one of the best in his position in the league. So he goes with mm-hmm. absolute blessings of everybody, I'd say. He's one of these players that's it's quite easy for folk maybe to just say oh, you've chalked it and you can't be bothered because he's got that kind of lackadaisical element to his yeah, game. So it, yeah. just, it, it, it naturally looks as if he's just no arson at all, which isn't the case. You're not going to be... Stephen Robinson is going to send out one of his players if he's no 100% heeding mm-hmm. the game. So obviously uh, Robinson said that about those players. Um, we have apparently offered two contr- or two contracts out to strikers and two contracts out to defenders. I don't know if he was including that Jacob Bedeau, uh possible pronunciation error, who knows. Um, of Morecambe, I don't know if that was maybe he mentioned we'd made an offer and included in mm-hmm. that. I think he's he's a left-footed centre-back, isn't he? So, yeah. so that would be your mm-hmm. done replacement. Um, looks a good player from what I think our, fans. That's here. Our offer got knocked back. Or the vast for more money. The vast is to yeah. up it a bit. I, I have no mm. idea. I no idea what the the figure we've put in and what they're looking for. I'd imagine we've put in like a, like a four figure. No, sorry, five figure. Not four figure. <laughs> a five figure offer. I can't imagine is stretching into the 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 six. But I'm going to guess. From it's what, like, from what I can read online, I don't know a great deal about him, but he seems a pretty highly rated. Defender kind of similar attributes to Dunn, but a bit, a bit younger, a bit more mm-hmm. kind of t- near the start of his career than he's than the end. So, I think that would be a bit good bit of business. Obviously, we've got we've got Taylor in that position as well, mm-hmm. who is not doing his his chances any harm at all no. uh, with mm-hmm. performances like Saturday. I think he's there kind of nominally to be cover in a squad player, but it's not not a bad cover mm-hmm. uh, to have at all if the past few games have been anything to go by. I mean, he ticks the boxes of we know we're going to be looking at a left-footed centre back, and he used to play for Stephen Robinson, so that's yeah. two two ticks. So D- did he or did he join after that? I don't know if he maybe joined last summer. Or it, it, he's probably a player that if he didn't I play think, for him, he's obviously. I think he's, he's, on he's one of maybe six players that they have at the moment because they've let let everybody go. So maybe they'll kind of want to. Keep hold of him or get as much money as they possibly can from him, and you never know somebody else with deeper pockets might kind of beat us to it. But yeah. I, I've kind of got I've got faith in Robinson and Foyle to kind of do the business. I I'd never heard of uh, a few players before we signed them, and they've been been fabulous for us. So I kind of back back them to get to get it done. Yeah, so it's um, money doesn't it? But yeah, I think Robinson can't imagine as many them. people. Sorry. No, on you go, on you go. I was just saying, I think Robinson signed them on loan initially. For, right, okay. For and then he signed. We should be uh, raiding the Smyza rainy day fund to yeah. push it up over the line, but <laughs> if there is one. Apparently. Oh, uh, yeah. um, I nearly went there. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, that was a correct noise at that conversation. Jamie was like, oh, nothing more. <laughs> Uh, well, we mentioned like Morecambe have released a load of players, and so one of the names that's obviously going to come up is Cole Stockton. It's obviously, most prolific under Robinson hasn't really rekindled like that this season. Uh, I think Robinson was interested in him before we got a younger. Like, 
I think there's there's the rumours of him going to Wrexham. Surely Wrexham would be looking uh, for someone a bit yeah, higher. I think Le- uh, Lincoln are in for him as well. Uh, I think. I mean, going by Twitter, I think half the clubs in the kind of the football league are mm. after him, and all of whom have far more money than we do. Yeah. So I don't. I don't personally. I don't think that one will happen. I'd I'd love it to. Don't get me wrong. He's, mm. he's despite he's um not massively successful town at Hearts. He's had a couple of fantastic seasons at Markham. Mm-hmm. Uh, one under Robinson or more than that, but I, I, I think it was just uh, the one I was at the way he compared them to. He said he was like Morecambe's answer to Harry Kane or something, which is fair enough. Very good dribbler. Hey, don't <laughs> so make that joke every time, but it never gets old. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd imagine he's going to have his picker quite a few clubs at least in. Well, up to the top of League One. So. I mean, it does depend um, with his relationship with Robinson. You know, that's got maybe more mm-hmm. more pull than we realised. I think that was a massive mm-hmm. reason why Tony Watt came to us and Marco Harry. You know, he's a he's a manager that people want to play under. So maybe we can't maybe we can't discount it. But you know, the old cliche of money does talk, and he'll be offered far more than we're able to. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. But there is talk of uh, Kieran Bowie. At Fulham, mm-hmm. I think uh, Fulham have kind of given him the green light to come up to Scotland on loan. And I think we're kind of in the front runners to get him, which... Well, he's popped up a few times, I think, for us. Like, rumours about us trying to sign him. I think we were originally maybe linked to him when he was on fire at Rafe and he scored a absolute bucket load of goals at what must have been about 17, 18 at the time. Hmm. And obviously, and he just he seems to kind of pop up over and over again. But uh, it's an interesting one. We'll be linked with him since it must be about what, February, February, yeah. March time. So there's He's got to be something, I imagine. Currently on loan or was on loan at uh, Northampton Town. The last player we signed from Northampton, mm-hmm. can we name him? Junior Marais. Legend. <laughs> Sign him up, Robbo. Sign him up. Junior Marais, who's back in the Football League with Notts County. See that the other night? Oh, is it? Nice. Is he going to still big is, man flourish? Is he going to be in League Two next year or is he going to be back down into the football league? I imagine he'll continue to not get a game. <laughs> <laughs> um I think oh, uh, good good guy. So uh I I guess if we're looking at another centre back, I've run out of people that we've been linked with. No idea. Say someday someday probably Liam McGuinness on <laughs> Twitter linked his way. Louis Moult. Which no, is no chance. Hilarious. He's but we're no we're not going to sign broken. a guy that's held together held together by Pritt stick. That's just no happening. <laughs> like maybe five years ago, but uh, see, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure it will be like a, a name like that. I saw I saw some folk kind of obviously just hypothesising about Chris Kane as well. I don't think it would be someday. I don't think it would be a kind of name we know. It would be like the next Jonah Younger or the next. Somebody mm. we've not heard of because it would be mm-hmm. foil using these connections, whether it's the kind of League One, League Two level, mm-hmm. um, which I'm all for. To be honest, I think Robinson's hit rate over the course of his career is kind of more positive than negative. Um, certainly has been for us, like massively so. Uh, yeah, so I think I'm just having a wee look on the Discord, and a few people have mentioned um, that Adam Montgomery might be worth a look at. Probably a loan deal from Celtic. Oh yeah. Um, uh, can play left wing back, which is, I think, a position we're probably going to look at next season as well. Because, like, um, I can't imagine Thierry Small is going to be here. Um, if we, I mean, if we can get him on a season long loan next season, like if we can extend that loan, 
I think I'd be more than happy. I know he's had his moments, but there's definitely a player in there. Yeah, I'd be very happy with that. Right. I know Montgomery's looked good uh, for St. Johnston when I've kind of seen him play, so I wouldn't be against that at all. Mm-hmm. Just whether he's mm-hmm. kind of at that, that age where maybe he doesn't kind of want to keep going on loan, so maybe yeah. it's like a twist time for him, but no, I'd be, I'd be happy with that one, to be honest. Mm-hmm. No, I think, I think that's it. That's all the speculation for now, but we're getting into the business ends this silly season, so no doubt there'll be a few wild names flying about. I think Robinson will kind of try and look to do his business pretty quick as well. Mm-hmm. Aye, so I, I, can have, I imagine we'll have some movement kind of next month or so. Because, I mean, it's quite good that we had quite a few players signed up at the end of last season to sign this season. Aye, O'Hara and Carson yeah. were... Very, very early. But they weren't named until I think they actually joined us kind of thing, which I quite like. I quite like that. Um, However, and we don't have any kit chat for you. I know we were last season we we teased you with like the greatest away kit ever, which we were obviously correct with. We we do not have that at the moment. All we know is it will be Macron and uh, they're not bespoke. They'll be bespoke next year. Aye. I mean, I've seen some all right, Macron ones, I think. Sheffield Wednesday's maybe one we could mm-hmm. compare it to and kind of have a wee guess. They're just... I just want stripes, utter but... fan meltdown. I want the Crystal Palace one, black and white stripes. I just want it. This I, I, I just... Aye. I would prefer Dundee, for Dundee it had be, that as yeah. well, wouldn't I'd, I'd, I'd see if we ended up with something like uh, Dundee's Awake, awake It. Have yeah. you seen that? Mm-hmm. That's an absolute beezer, but I'd prefer oh, if the, it was... the kind of too... pattern one? Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, I, I'd prefer if it was just two stinkers because I don't really need to be buying another two Aye. full home and away kits I mean I'm at the point in my life where I, sh- I probably can't really be getting away with fo- too many football tops anymore and the fact that this season's away kit is the nicest kit we will ever have I'm kind of happy mm-hmm. leaving it at that but but there we go but anyway Thank you for listening, paisleycraftbeer.com. I, uh, I usually put that one at the end, but go go buy some beer, please. Um, miseryhunters.co.uk for all our merch. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash miseryhunters. £3 a month gets you on our exclusive special Discord that everyone loves. Um, you also get an extra show, which this time we'll be actually talking about the 1877 club, so you want to know more. What are our thoughts on £3 a month? Or three pound for just one month, and you get to listen to it. I'm sure these will be all lining up to pay for that. And you also get into a monthly competition. Last month we gave away two tickets to the Terrace Live Show, and this month we're giving away TBD, mm-hmm. a mystery box. It sounds painful. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for listening. And uh, fuck David Dickinson. Fuck doing any kind of preview for the Celtic game because apparently that's where oh, we're going I, with this podcast. I forgot about that. Should, I, should we do the preview? Nah, fuck it. Do we need to? Nah. Yeah, just fuck it. Fuck that's, it. That's my one. Fuck it. Fuck, fuck the preview. <laughs> right. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.